listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. It's a pretty common question for people to ask me exactly what happened because, you know, maybe they didn't really know how bad things were. And this is, this is when that marriage crisis finally hits. They, they often call and say, I had no idea that we were at such a difficult place. I mean, I knew we had our little issues. You know, some people tell me about the fights that never got resolved or the silence that had developed at night or the distance between them. I've often talked about the fact that there is uh, this idea of the, the pause button marriage. You know, I've always referred to that. The pause button marriage is when people at some point in a marriage think they hit the pause button, maybe because they had kids along the way or because they were working on a career or you know, trying to get to some other level because they, they kind of felt like once they got to that point, they could unpause their marriage and come right back to it. But as I've talked about in other podcasts, there, there is no such thing as that pause button. The reason there's no such thing as a pause button is because what we think we're pausing, the relationship, you know, just kind of freezing it where it is, is really about the connection between us. And when the connection gets disrupted, it begins to recede. It doesn't get frozen in place. Really, connection in any relationship only has one of two possibilities. It's either going to be growing or receding. There's no stable point in any relationship. I mean, there are times when you don't see a whole lot gaining, but you're continuing to move forward because there's always time as an element. And that time is when you're building up. So if you have a certain level of connection with your spouse and you're nurturing that level of connection, what's still building is history. You still have those moments when you can look back and you can say, wow, you know that great vacation we had, or hey, you know how we handled that problem together. And the problem is when we hit pause, we usually go our separate ways. We're playing divide and conquer. And the problem is the division that gets in there gets to be very difficult. And so what happens is that the crises that come along become chronic. In fact, the major marriage crisis is a result of the chronic from the minor issues along the way, those issues that are unresolved. And as that grows, as it gains more and more steam, it causes more and more problems. So so what generally happens is couples at some point either knowingly paused it or didn't recognize that they paused it, but they paused the relationship, the connection between them. And as the connection was paused, they began to go their different directions to go deal with things. Maybe one person took on the kids and the other person took on the career, or maybe both people took on their careers and tried to manage the kids and everything else without being a team together. And so then all it takes is some incident. What's interesting is that many people have told me that they, they don't even know what happened, that there was some, some issue that happened. Maybe you know, they, they had some conversation, and the conversation goes sideways. They didn't even see how it was going to go sideways, but some little incident, and it's usually over nothing big. You know, it's, it's over some mistake along the way, something that somebody forgot to do, some small thing. Some miss in the calendar in the scheduling or some missed bill or somebody who didn't take around the trash can or, or something like that. And suddenly, everything begins to fall apart. It begins to unwind. And suddenly, what was that small incident begins to be not just that incident, but a flashpoint. 
And the flashpoint ends up being the tipping point of the relationship. And so they're staring at each other and suddenly one is going, you know what? I am miserable. Not only am I miserable, but I've been miserable for months, weeks, years, since the beginning of time. At some point, they begin to look back and realize that this isn't a new thing. And they lose hope that anything's going to change. And that's the tipping point. We all have hope that we're going to come back to things. And when we give up that hope, when we lose that hope, what replaces that is despair. And so as the despair is growing, there is that, that balance. So if you think about a scale, and on one side of the scale is hope, and on the other side of the scale is despair, we start out every marriage full of hope. You know, the despair is non-existent, and we're all about the hope. But over time, the little incidents happen. We throw a little bit more in the despair side. The hope side moves up just a little bit off the ground. It, where it was sandwiched on the ground because there was so much hope, it begins to unbalance a little bit. We get frustrated with things that aren't happening in a relationship, that the hopes and things that we had hoped for, that they're not happening. The, the, the ways that we thought our relationship would develop, the love that we thought we would share all along, it, it begins to, to wane a little bit and, and a little bit more goes in the despair side. And a little more disconnection happens because of that, because we're not nurturing those pieces. And a little bit more begins to build in the way of the relationship. And a little less hope is there, a little more despair. At some point, whenever you're putting more and more on the other side of the scale, it becomes a tipping point where there is more on the other side than there is on the side that was originally the heavier. And at that point, the scale tips. At that point, it begins to be much more of a crisis. Not just that, that chronic crisis, but the full crisis. So think about these two pieces, conflict and connection. As I've said repeatedly, and want to say it again now because it's so important, connection is the lifeblood of your marriage. The feeling of being connected to each other, the feeling of being on the same team, being a we as I talk about it, that connection, that we, sense of being a team, we've got each other's backs, we're a unit, we're here together. That sense is what feeds and nurtures the relationship. As I've already said, the connection is either growing or receding. Even if the growth is only because we're, we keep putting good times together, you know, that great vacation, that, that great time, that great holiday, those moments where we took on those, even the difficult times. You know, and that's the thing. It's not about having a great time all the time. It's not about always being in, in celebration mode and, and holiday mode, but whether even a couple feels like they took on the tough times as a team. Life is full of those high and low moments, and whether we can go through those high and low, low moments together is what connection's about. Do I feel like my mate is with me, that we're together in this process, or do I feel like we're having a battle through by, by myself and, and my mate by themselves? You know, the spouses are, are disconnected in that process. And so the connection, you consider that as the lifeblood of the relationship. It's like your circulation. You know, if you cut off the circulation to your body, you're not going to last long. If you restrict the circulation in your body, you're not going to be very strong for very long. So along the way, we have this connection or we have a lack of connection. And then we throw in the idea of conflict. A lot of couples don't realize that conflict is the opportunity to move forward. Conflict should always be in the service of progress. 
It should always be used as a way of saying, hey, we're weak here. We need to move forward. But a lot of couples, especially when they're weak on the connection, use conflict as a way of of scoring points for themselves. Instead of how do we face this conflict between us, they say, how can I win this conflict? Me versus you. I want you to notice that me versus you is about as far removed from we as you can be. And so me versus you means I'm going to score my points. I'm going to show you how you're wrong, not why we need to figure out this difficulty between us, but show you why we're wrong, why you're wrong. I'm going to win. Conflict ends up being the way we try to prove that we're right here. And when we're trying to prove we're right, we're playing from a place of disconnection. So conflict is this other element that can either be used to move us forward into we or away from we. Connection is the place where we can either move towards we, learning more about us as a team, or disconnection leads us away from we. So when there is a lack of connection, I want you to kind of think about this in terms of, uh, let's say you're on a camping trip and you're out in the woods and you decide that you want to build a fire. And so what would you look for to create that fire? Would you chop down that green tree that's, you know, that fresh wood? Or would you look for the fallen wood that's dried out, that's lost its connection, that's lost its, its energy field? Well, you, do, you don't try to burn green because it doesn't burn very well. And that's the thing about conflict. When the connection is strong between people, the, con- the conflict doesn't burn between them. It's a way of moving forward to something better. So if you think about it kind of like wood, you know, if there's no flow of sap through the wood, you know, if it's, it's already died or maybe the trim is, the, the limb there has, has died or fallen, there's no, there's no flow there. And over time, that green wood becomes brittle and it also becomes dry. And then it's just waiting. That's what happens in forest fires. You know, a lot of fallen stuff gets down there and it's drying out and it doesn't have life to it anymore. It's just waiting for the spark. The spark is conflict. The spark is what comes along. It's dried out and it's just waiting for the spark to land on it in the right way. The conflict, instead of it being a way of moving towards something better and clearing out that debris, ends up being the spark that ignites that already lost area, the already dried out area. And all it needs is that one spark. So it's seemingly insignificant what often causes that fire. Yeah, when you look at forest fires, many times it's just somebody tossed a, a cigarette bud, you know, somebody through a match by accident, somebody had an ember from their fire. It's just not, not a big deal that leads to a roaring fire that destroys you know, thousands of acres because it burns through all of the dead debris that's there. And so many times people will come to me and say, I have no idea what happened. I was sitting there on the couch and I was talking about this one thing and my spouse brought up this other thing and we got into a little argument. And by the end of the argument, we were headed for separation or divorce. What happened? It couldn't have been that big of a conflict. And they are exactly right. The conflict wasn't that big. But the conflict spiraled because there was so much kindling around just waiting for that spark to set it off. And then they didn't know what to do. 
because all they ended up doing as they were talking was blowing more oxygen into the flame. Have you ever done that? You're trying to get a fire lit. And this is if you want the fire, right? Not when you want to want to close it off but when you we're trying to get that fire lit and it's just kind of smoldering there and so what do you do you blow on it and couples unknowingly do the same thing they start blowing on the conflict because now they're trying to win now they're trying to prove their point and as they're trying to prove their point the embers begin to catch they begin to build and then it begins to destroy other areas they start pulling in areas that weren't even a point of conflict That's when you hear the, oh yeah, well, you remember when, and suddenly they're shoveling in more and more of the dead wood, more and more of the places where the disconnection has already fallen apart. And then suddenly it's bursting into a bigger and bigger flame that starts to threaten the places that might have been connected. That's what happens in a forest fire too. Over time, even the green wood will catch fire if there's enough heat around it. And so it doesn't mean that your relationship is completely disconnected. It does mean that the places where it was disconnected have caught enough fire to create kind of a spreading place, a a flashpoint that leads to the tipping point where everything else begins to be engulfed. And at that point, the, the risk is it's going to be a runaway. It's going to burn everything in its way. And that's where we watch many people realize that things aren't about what they thought it was. They had that argument. They thought it was about that, but it it gets to such a big point. And how could it go from little to huge because the disconnection was already there? Many people have said, but it was not a big issue. I don't know what happened. And, And the fact is, it's not the big issue itself, but it was that flashpoint. It was just the spark that was necessary to be blown onto the disconnection. And then the tipping point gets hit. So what does that mean for you? The first thing to understand is that many times the conflict that seems to be the big flashpoint really is an indication of the underlying disconnection. That many times when you think it was that piece, you're looking at kind of the symptom. You know, we had that fight the other night about something small. You think that was it, but really that was just telling you how dried out the connection had become. Because it was not at that point about solving anything. It was not at that point about finding a better way forward. At that point, it was all about burning the forest down. Right, Because at that point, there was so much kindling around, there was so much dry disconnection around, it was just waiting for it to engulf it. And that ends up being a difficult place for people because they keep saying to their spouse, but that wasn't a big deal. And the spouse can't seem to articulate the fact that they're right, that wasn't the big deal. The big deal was already there. The disconnection already happened. So first lesson is to recognize that that conflict was not the issue. It's the symptom of the issue. The second thing to recognize is that the connection that's behind it is the real issue. That when we get into trouble, it's because of the disconnection. And here's the little secret. The way back from that is to heal the connection. Now, I will be the first to admit that sometimes the forest fire is so huge that it destroys wide swaths of living trees. It engulfs the places where even the forest was healthy. And that sometimes is true, but many times we can make sure that it gets contained to only the old stuff. 
the stuff that was already gone, we need to move beyond because what happens in the forest after a fire? It can regrow, right? We go to this place in the North Carolina mountains that had a fire, and over the last few years, I've watched that forest come back to life. It's almost like the forest is healing itself. Even in the fire, it begins to find new ways forward, and that is true because relationships can heal. Unlike, let's say, some inanimate object, maybe you break something, you drop a glass, the glass is shattered. Now, without you know, scraping up that glass and remelting the glass and recasting the glass, it's a whole lot of work to get that back to a glass. Putting a little glue on it probably is not going to do it. But relationships are much more like a tree. You know, you put a, a gash in a tree, it can often heal itself and, and come back from that. And so if you use that analogy of the forest fire, it's possible for a relationship to come back from that if you recognize that there there is a way of healing that is back to the connection. You first have to acknowledge that the, the dry wood was there, the disconnection was there, that maybe it wasn't nurtured along the way. Maybe there needs to be a place of of moving away all of that dead limb stuff and finding a way back. So the real task in a marriage crisis is not to fuss about the conflict that caused the the flashpoint, but to look before that, to look for how the disconnection had left it dry, and then you work to heal the disconnection. Don't get focused on the conflict. Be focused on the connection and then decide that the conflict is only telling you the places where you need to move forward. If you're finding yourself kind of stuck, you, you recognize now that it's not the conflict that has to be solved. It's not about the communication process. It's about the connection process. If you're aware that it's the connection process at this point, but you still don't know how to work on solving that, I want to invite you to grab my Save the Marriage system. In fact, you can, there's a shortcut just to grab that by going to savethemarriage.com slash grab. Just go grab it. Or if you want to learn more about it, go to savethemarriage.com. Now, the thing is that we need to make sure you get a good start on this. And so part of what I include in the system is a free week of my VIP virtual coaching program. That's where for a free week, you can ask your question and and get my response or one of my coaches response to that. You can also get access to other resources, other tools, uh, ways of doing the apology ladder, ways of doing what I call the tools of connection, Uh, lots of other pieces in there that can help you accelerate the process of cleaning that out and getting moving towards the connection again. The other thing I put in there is a free getting started session with one of my coaches. It's about a 15 to 20 minute conversation where we make sure that you really have gotten started. You really know where you're headed so that you can make the best use of that. Those are just parts of the system that I include as a bonus. They're they're not part of the system. They're bonuses to the system so that you can make sure that you're getting your best effect. But you've got to take the first step. If you now recognize that you want to be in charge of this, you want to figure out how to move forward with this, let me invite you again to grab the system, savethemarriage.com. If you want to just grab the system without having to read anything else about it, you probably already read a little bit about it. But if you want to just grab it, go to savethemarriage.com slash grab, and you can get started that way. All I would say to you is your task is to focus on the connection, not get lost in the conflict, not get lost in the flashpoint. Make sure that you address what's the real issue. And this is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, 
please visit us at savethemarriage.com. 